The advice given on sex and other human activities is for entertainment purposes only. If you've got a question for us, send us an email at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. Oh, <laughs> Desolation. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm a never-ending story. Welcome to Sex and Human Activities, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Marcus Park. I'm Jackie Zabrowski. I was trying to think of some voice from the Never Ending. So, oh, hello. Is but the, that's that's the same is that as the my rock man. No, no that's that, the that, one. yeah, that's the 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 uh, the hello little boy. That's the Falco. You know, the big dog, the yeah. dog dragon. Yeah, it still doesn't sound like him, though. <laughs> <laughs> really, sounds... That's just my God voice. Yeah, it's you know, just... Like, Hello, Marcus. <laughs> that's your God voice? <laughs> well, it's a good we've thing been over this. We've, been, we've been over this before. That's my God voice. <laughs> all right, all right. Hello. I don't remember this I know you've been having a stressful day, Marcus. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Why do you sound like that? <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, you came in today, and the first... First thing you said to me was chloroform. Man, I've been all a hidgepodge <laughs> all day today. I had man had a really good dream last night. I mean, it wasn't a good dream, mm-hmm. but I had a dream. It was one of those where, like, I mean, I definitely woke up. You know, it was like a deep cycle or whatever at a time when I should have continued to sleep, but, you know, had to go to work. Yeah. But I definitely woke up in like cold sweat and in complete panic mode. Which, I mean, I have panic attacks often, especially I'll wake up in the middle of the night and have a panic attack, Mm. but it's usually not spurred on by a dream. And this one was spurred on by a dream. It was really, really intense. So I haven't thought about the word chloroform (laughs) in I don't know how long. I I mean, it's not something that's very common here. Thank God. You know, they got other things for that. They got fucking roofies. They got all the fucking everything Everything. else. It's hard to get chloroform. Or just whiskey. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something to make them pass out. Yeah. Um, and so basically in the dream, it actually involved a listener. Someone that I've never met in real life before, but someone that I've seen online. I see them on the web pages mm-hmm. all the time. And in the dream, this specific person um, was going to do a talk at a conference, and I went to go see her talk. Yeah. And I was really, really excited to meet her, and we got along really well. Just like strong woman, and we just had a great time together. And then cuts to we are in a car, and yeah. we're driving, and she's driving, and I'm in the passenger seat. And in the back seat was my boyfriend, my boyfriend's brother mm-hmm. and his girlfriend. So my right. two roommates, which right. I've talked about on here before. Yeah. And Stop, I, I want to get some beef jerky. Sam, why am I in the car? <laughs> I want to drive. But they weren't being annoying at all. It was just like a pleasant drive mm. until I looked back and I noticed that Justin had a towel and it was bright green. And I know the chloroform isn't bright green, but in my head, I was like, are you about to fucking chloroform me? And as I said it, he put the towel over my face and I passed out. And then I come to and I'm in jail and I'm in like the prison yard. And I noticed that Justin is also in the prison and Lisa, his girlfriend, had gotten out because his her dad paid off for her to get out. But we were both on 
trial for go- going to be put to death for killing. <laughs> already. Yes. In the time that you passed out and passed woken up, out. already you've been indicted, yeah. you've got the grand jury, you're already on trial for the death penalty. Yes, because, <laughs> because th- Justin and Lisa, when I was put out, murdered the listener for fun. Oh. And I knew it was for Stark fun. Dark weather shit. And I knew that they had done it and I knew that I was like and I bet they like laughed while they did it and Let's they loved doing it. Yeah, and like in my head I just hated them so much and I just realized it was like I didn't do it. Yeah. I didn't do it and I just kept crying and crying and like trying to talk to a lawyer, but they had photographic evidence that I was involved in the murder and there was nothing I could do about it. And then I woke up. Yeah. And I was just like, what is happening? I don't even hate them. I don't know where this dream came from. Where did the chloroform come from? I don't know. It was so, and also like the listener, I was like, what? I don't know what it means. And usually like I'm, I, you know, I've got the dream journal. I write it all out. I like to figure out what things mean. And this one, I was just like, oh. That's just a plain ass story. Yeah. Like, it was sometimes just... I think the dreams that are full of like symbolism and they don't make a lot of sense, like those are the ones that you can analyze. But story, like dreams like that, it's like you just wrote a real good story in your sleep. And that's why I only like listening to writers describe their dreams. <laughs> most of the time, like when someone describes their dreams, it's just like, oh. God, Weird. when is it over? So many and thens, and then, and, and then. then. Oh man, and it's the worst when it's like I have that work often where my boss will tell me a dream. It's like you have to listen. No, you always have to, you listen have to listen. To listen. You have to listen when someone talks and you're about just their like, dreams. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe it's feelings against your father. <laughs> you know, because it's all you can do because yeah. you don't know the dream, you don't understand the dream. Even in this, like I felt weird. St- like telling the story mm-hmm. but it was such an insi- like it was such a vividly good story in my head it's a great story that like I was like oh this is a good dream to tell because a lot of it exactly what you said is weird yeah and you should just keep it inside <laughs> unless it really shakes you sometimes ones that shake me which this one did yeah. I like to tell people yeah uh, but that's different I mean if it shakes you then that means that it's probably interesting yeah yeah and, and that's what you gotta have that fucking you gotta have that awareness it's like is this interesting enough where I can tell someone about this and they'll be enraptured? It's just like a story that you're going to tell. Like, if you're, you're not going to tell the story of how you went to the bank and then there was somebody at the bank and then they cut in line, but then they realized that they'd, they'd cut in line and then they apologize. But there are people that do tell those stories. <laughs> and then you call them out for it because yeah. you're like, hey, that's another bad story with no point. <laughs> I mean, I think those dreams like that, I think a lot of people have those, the I'm stuck in a situation dreams. Like I, I know that I've had many a pregnancy dream in my life where you, uh, you know, I've slept with a woman or I'm dating a woman uh, and I've gotten her pregnant and it's the worst possible thing that can happen to me uh, and I'm going to be stuck in this relationship forever. I'm going to have this forever link to this other person and there have been so many times when I've woken up and just been so relieved and I've been accused of murder in a dream as well you know where I didn't do it everyone has those dreams where you're being accused of something that you didn't do but everybody you're just stuck in an episode of the Twilight Zone 
Right. Like you're, that's all it is. You're just stuck in this weird ass episode of the Twilight Zone. I remember there was one dream where I caused the death of, of a bunch. This one was actually my fault. I accidentally caused the death of a bunch of people on a roller coaster. Ooh. Which was weird. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, when I woke up from that one, I was very, very fucking happy. And it's great. And it's always insane how like how hard your brain tricks you. No. It took me at least a solid minute and a half for me to realize that I was in my own bed and not in my prison cot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, like it was definitely one of those where, where it's insane what your fucking brain can do and just make you like, and I love all the different theories of what dreaming is and, you know, and all that of like, but I kind of like the theory of like, it's just your brain like flushing the toilet. Yeah. And I like that one the best. That's like, the one that I subscribe to. Yeah. That it's just like, you got this shit. And it's like, oh, we don't need this. We don't need this. Get us out. Get us out of here. Mm. And then and then it just makes it like synapses fire and makes these weird stories yeah. in your head. It just takes these weird little things from your entire mind that you don't know where these things come from or how they all fit together. But for some reason, they're there and they all come together at the same time. And sometimes it's just, man, sometimes your brain can be so fucking abusive. Yeah. Uh, it really is. That's why I you know, completely believe that there's a difference between the brain and the soul. Uh, and that's, you know, I mean, mental illness is, of course, an affliction of the bl the brain, you know, which affects your fucking soul, which I know that's very hippie and all that shit. But, you know, and of course, there's not a single tiny bit of scientific evidence behind that. But that is how I've, you know, it's one of the ways that I've dealt with with mental illness and accepting my own uh, is that your brain is something different from your soul. It's different from it's what makes you. Yeah, it's a daemon. Yeah, it, it makes it separate from what you are. And if it affects what you are, and of course you can't live without it, uh, but what you actually are is something outside of that, which is why it's possible to defeat your brain. It's possible to defeat those chemical imbalances and all those awful fucking thoughts and all that type of shit that comes in and all the things that your brain makes you do. Uh, that's how I separate the two. And that's how I, that's the only way I can accept my own shit is that I have to be able to defeat. I mean, I've talked about it before, defeating the dragons, defeating the awful things in there. That's how I deal with it myself. I think it's great. <laughs> uh, Thank you. You are very welcome. All right, let's get to our letters today. If you have a letter for us, send us an email at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com, uh, and we'll get to your letters as soon as possible. we got a bit of a backlog right now, but, you know, we're catching up. Uh, this letter, they have requested that I... It's very short. They requested that I read it in my Native American accent. What are we going to call them? <laughs> <laughs> weeping willow. <laughs> weeping, weeping willow. All right. I read an article a few years back talking about how asking people out in random public places is a lot like missionaries bugging you about Jesus. Oh, Lord, I know how that goes. While you're just trying to get a coffee or a drink, how do you know which circumstances are okay for making a pass at a lady or gent without coming off as an intrusive asshole? <laughs> just takes so much away from it that it's a Native American accent. I just keep thinking that like you're gonna start talking about buffaloes, or you're starting talking about trout or something. So basically, the question is: <laughs> Truly, our people have no. gone through me. 
<laughs> I apologize in advance to any Native Americans. It's just the most fun accent to do. <laughs> it's because it's the only accent it's you the do. The only accent I know how to do. Yes. It's, just, it's a lot of fun, and everyone loves it. Everyone loves everyone it. Everyone except for probably a few Native Americans. Yeah, I made a. I, I sometimes I forget who I'm talking to, and I made a Trail of Tears joke uh, at work the other day, and um, the guy thought it was funny, but then I found out afterwards the other my coworker was like. Probably shouldn't say that kind of thing to people you don't know. It's like it's trail of tears. <laughs> I think it's I think it's okay to make a trail of tears joke. I at think this point. I think a trail of tears. Yeah. Of course, the guy asked me. He's like, "What would your Native American name be?" And I said, "Me so horny." <laughs> Which you got like, two and one on my that coworker one. My was like. Who, he's like, I thought you knew that guy. I was like, no. He's like, man, you are, you're losing your boundaries. <laughs> you never had any boundaries. Me so horny. That's not even a Native American name. No, it's not. It's not. Anyway. Anyway, what this guy's asking is that how do you, how do you approach strangers in public? You know, if uh, for, you know, wanting to hit on someone or, you know, not necessarily like wanting to hit on someone, being interested in another human being that you don't know, how do you approach that person without being skeezy, without being an asshole, uh, and without invading someone else's uh, personal space? Now, I mean, I understand that this is different for everybody. It completely depends on who you are. I always got, I mean, I talk to everybody. Yeah. But that's just who I am. It's who I've always been. I'm in line standing somewhere and I start to talk to somebody. And I think that that like fluency of being able to talk to people and understanding when people want to be talked to and when they don't want to be talked to, which I think a lot of people can tell straight up yeah. you know if someone is not in the mood to talk to somebody oh yeah and you know when it's like if they're just sitting there reading and like it, it's all in how how they're positioned and how they're looking at other people and how they're open to the world or if they're closed off yeah and i think that being able to read other people is a big part of asking somebody out on a date mm -hmm. whether you know them or whether you don't know them but i think that in public that it's okay to be like, hey, what are you reading? Yeah. You know, if they're if they're sitting and reading something or if they're doing something and asking them about their, what they're doing. Because the thing is, is that you might be seen as skeezy, but you'll know from that first fucking question. Yeah. And then if it is not, like asking an innocent question about them or about what they're doing or like making a comment about something and seeing if they react or say something back. That if they don't say anything back or if they look at you like you're weird and fucking crazy, then you back off. Yeah, you back and then off. And that's it. You lick your wounds because it's going to hurt. Like that's, I mean, yeah. it's, it's going to, you're going to feel a little uncomfortable and you're going to feel a little weird about it, but you just fucking, you're like, eh, fuck, all right. And then you get over it and then you're fine. Yeah. Like, I don't think you have to really worry about it a whole lot. Don't let it follow you throughout the fucking day. Uh, don't let it, you know, ruin your night or your day or anything like that. Just kind of just do it, get over it, move on, you know, but, but definitely read them. If someone looks engrossed and like say if someone's reading a book and they look engrossed in what they're reading and they haven't taken their eyes off the page for 10 minutes, then they probably don't want to be bothered. But if someone's reading or just kind of hanging out in public and their eyes are just sort of going around the room. Uh, and they're not particularly focused on anything, uh, then you can tell, like, all right, well, maybe that person does want to be, or I wouldn't say want to be, but that maybe that person doesn't mind being talked to, you know? And then, you know, possibly. The one thing I will say uh, for dudes out there, uh, I think that for, somehow this got to be a pickup line for guys, or this got to be a way to talk to girls. Uh, 
the line, uh, why aren't you smiling? <laughs> anything like that is anything awful. Anything like that, like, Never. Yeah. Ever. Never. Even if it's someone that you kind of know, and you're like, hey. It's a beta. Uh, yeah. It is a beta male. Ver- it's the beta male version of catcalling. Yes. Yeah. It's the beta male version of that. Hey, baby, nice ass. I'd like, rather that. <laughs> yeah. That's how dudes that, that fucking don't. Yeah, that don't have uh, the fucking, you know, wherewithal to do that. They're like, you should smile, or why aren't you smiling, or why do you look mad, or shit like that. Like, that's fucking, that's a no-no, man. Because my answer is, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Every goddamn time. Yeah, and it's well-deserved. Yeah. You know? And also, I would say, like, to to, to get used to talking to strangers, which I do this anyway, and I think it's a great practice just to make someone else's day happier is that like when you go even to the grocery store if you're buying anything if you're talking to someone that you're dealing with you're buying something from them hey say how's your day going yeah talk about your day ask them how their day is just create conversation with people that are interacting with you and you're buying things from them and it and you learn how to talk to strangers yeah about things that are not going to make them weirded out you're not going to push people away you're going to learn how to read people and also make their day a hell of a lot nicer that someone asked that stopped and looked at them in the eye and treated them like a person yeah. and said, hey, how are you doing? Yeah, treat them like a person instead of a proxy between as, as something to hand money to. Right. Yeah. Which but, a lot of people do. Yeah. And I think it's a great way to get to, to know how to talk to people. And I'm and, you know, if if you're starting to think about too, it's like if you get to know someone and, and you want to ask them out as well, it's like further down the line. If it's someone you kind of know and you're like, oh, maybe I want to ask them out, just ask them out. Yeah. And it's, it is something that like I have gotten, I have gone on so many dates yeah. because I just asked. <laughs> and like, I know it's also different from a woman's perspective because dudes don't get that a lot, like from a brash woman. Yeah. But I think that it works for everybody because the worst that can happen is they say no. Mm-hmm. And you learn as you get older that like, oh, they said no. That's fine. Yeah. We can like continue on knowing. Each other. It's like, that's it. They just asked you out on a date. Yeah. I was recently asked out by someone that was very, very awkward. Yeah. That made it a little rough afterwards. But that was all on him. Yeah. Because I said no. I said I had a boyfriend, but he still took it as that I just didn't love him and like that it's like that intense feelings like i feel like if if you're asking somebody out and it's like you are like in love with them you know you gotta like cool it yeah cool it man fucking tamp it down yeah because if you are in love with someone so much to a fact that like you don't even know that they've been in a relationship for seven years that means you don't know (laughs) who i am at all not that i'm my relationship is me but like if you don't even know that yeah if you don't know the name murder fist and you are in love with me you don't know me son (laughs) and like remembering that when it's like that girl at the coffee shop that you're completely in love with you don't know that person no you don't and don't be such a cliche yeah you know (laughs) it's not gonna work out Uh, uh, yeah it's i mean admittedly my last relationship did start as that girl that I thought was real cute at the coffee shop. Yes. But on the other hand, she also kind of made the first move. Like, she made the first move and made it 
very obvious. Like she might as well have said, okay, you are a customer. We are flirting now. (laughs) We have begun a flirtatious period and it is now acceptable for you to ask me out on a date. Uh, It was very obvious that, you know, there was something going on here. Uh, But most of the time it's, you're just another dude, you know? And I've worked at a coffee shop. Like I've worked at, at blue, blue stove, a coffee shop filled with cute girls. Yes. And I never once heard one of those girls say like, oh my God, I wish that guy would ask me out. <laughs> it's just more like, oh, hey, that's a cute guy. Uh, hey, that guy's good looking, you know, stuff like that. But never yearning for a customer that comes in to ask them out. I don't know. Maybe uh, I had a different perspective. No, I mean, I, I feel that all of us, it's like when you are working at a shop like that, you kind of have the power in that relationship yeah. that you can, ask, like, I feel like there's something about being behind a counter that you can ask out anybody. Yeah. At least that's what I did <laughs> when I was single and I worked there for that time period. I would just ask dudes out and they either said no or they said yes. Yeah. And, you know, then that's, that was just it. But no, I, I think that it's just, I, I understand it takes a lot of like bullshit ego to be able to ask some somebody out, but just do it. Yeah, it, it's and it, and it's it seems so soul crushing, but I think that it's either men or women. Ask anybody out. You can ask anyone out you want to ask out. Yeah, the worst that happens is it doesn't happen. Yeah, that's it. And at the end of the day, you're not getting chloroformed, you know? You're not getting <laughs> you're not, fucking chopped up on the side of the road. You're not, getting, you're not in jail for a murder you didn't commit. There you go. And it's like, it's that perspective that we need in life. Yeah. That's the perspective. Yeah. You're not in jail for a murder you did not commit. No, they just know? don't go on a date with you. Yeah. And, and that's you fucking it. ask the next guy. Yeah. Fucking ask them all. Ask everyone. That's how you do it. Yeah. You're fine. All right, next letter. Hey, oh, this is a, uh, a former, this is a listener that has uh, written in before, named Carrot. Hey, it's Carrot again. Turns out I don't really have much luck with the opposite sex. I have managed to draw myself away from my ex, which has helped my mood. And of course, this was someone who had a problem being around their ex all the time uh, and of course you know, it says that he's helped it's helped my mood but not long ago girl, not long ago a girl I knew of got close to me she is the typical way out of my league girl so it was quite a nice feeling then she started flirting a lot even though she has a boyfriend which I found sketchy since she is 18 and her boyfriend is 14 <laughs> It started getting worse, and I would flirt back. Uh, It's got to the point where it felt like we were a couple, even though we've only met for about 10 minutes in real life, but talked for hours online. A month back, I bought her tickets to come see a band with me, and as soon as that happened, we started talking less, and whenever she did talk to me, it was because she was quote-unquote in the mood, if you know what I mean, and as a male, it's flattering, but it makes me feel used. She has also now invited her boyfriend and his friend along. What? Uh, Well, her boyfriend's a douche. I guess what I'm asking is I feel that I'm getting walked over. There's more to the story, but I don't want to write an essay but I want to remove her from my life, but I don't know how. And even though I feel really bad, I can't take it anymore. Thanks for reading. Carrot. 
This ain't that hard. Yeah, fuck this girl. <laughs> fuck this girl. This really ain't that hard. Uh, you've seen her for like 10 minutes in real life. You've, you know, bought her tickets to come see the band. Have you given her tickets yet? Because if you haven't given Don't. her the tickets yet, uh, then just say like, hey, listen, you know, I thought this was something different. You know, I thought that, you know, maybe... We were there was something different going on here, you know. I just wanted me and you to go to this concert, but now you're bringing along your boyfriend and his friend. I feel like I feel kind of used here, uh, and I don't know. I'm just not like maybe we just shouldn't talk anymore, you know? Because you don't. If you've only seen her ten minutes uh, total, uh, and you've talked for hours online, you can just not fucking message her anymore. anymore. You just yeah. you can just not do that. And I know it's hard. I know you like the attention. I, you know, I I gotta admit, man, I, I was in an almost, you know, a very extremely fucking similar situation when I was in high school. There was this girl who lived uh, about, you know, 45 minutes away. You know, where I grew up, there's, you know, the small towns are very far apart. Uh, and you grow up with the same people, so you like to go out to other schools to date girls. So she lived about 45 minutes away. Uh, and this was before the internet was ubiquitous. So we talked on the phone for hours uh, and sent emails to each other, but no like instant messaging. But we talked on the phone all the time. Uh, and her, and I was head over heels for this girl. Like I, and I, I'd never kissed her, never touched her, never did anything. And had barely hung out with her for, I'd say like half an hour total at like a fucking school event. Uh, and, so I find out that her favorite band is coming to play a couple hours away in Lubbock. Her favorite band is Bush. If you remember them. Oh, I remember them. <laughs> if you remember them from the 90s, then. Uh, they sing Glycerin, right? Yeah. Glycerin! 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 Mercy Head! Tidy Dan Red! Don't mind me! Mercy Head! You know, it wasn't the best band. It wasn't the worst band. They weren't the worst band. They were just. They just sang nonsense. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. All their, yeah. It's just all of their songs were total fucking nonsense. Like, there's a song called Greedy Fly. Like yeah. the second album was called Razor Blade Suitcase. It's like nothing makes sense. It's like Machine Head. What, is, what does that mean? Oh, come on. I don't want to come back down from this cloud. <laughs> from this cloud. Yeah, I've listened to him recently. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because of this letter? No, it's not. I was just, you know, when I was going through like a super fucking hard time this summer, when I go through like really hard times and I'm like really miserable, I'll go back and I'll listen to like mid 90s grunge rock. I love it. <laughs> Black hole song. Well, that's, I just well, listen to that all the time anyway. It's a good like, song. Like, that's a great, like Super Unknown is a legitimately good album and I'll listen to that anytime but I'm talking like fucking Seven Mary Three Eve Six please say Eve, Eve Six, six. Well, I mean that's a little a far little that's later like, that's yeah, like 99 you know 98 99 so I'm talking more like 94 to 97 you know anyway. and, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway back to the story um 
So, and also, if you want to get fucking like super fucking 90s with it, uh, fucking Moby was opening for Bush. It was, uh, and it was like an MTV tour. Uh, and it was at like the fucking amphitheater in Lubbock. Uh, so and you buy her the tickets? I bought her the tickets. Uh. Like, I bought, I was like, listen, you know, I've, you know, I know Bush is your favorite band and they're coming to Lubbock. I bought his tickets. Like, we're going to go. She's like, oh, cool. That's great. And then we meet up in Lubbock. We do actually go to the concert, but we meet up in Lubbock and it becomes like fairly obvious, like into the, like getting into the show, like we're hanging out beforehand and like we're starting to get into the show and she is just like fucking like stonewall ignoring me the entire time, like absolute fucking stonewall. Like I do not exist. And then after the show is over, like I drive, I take her back to uh, to her car, and she gets out of the car. We both get out of the car. She comes around. She gives me like this, like half hug, like a half hug and a pat on the back. She goes, "Okay, thank you, bye," and then gets in her car and fucking drives off. Yikes! And it fucking, oh my god, the heartache. Oh, so much heartache from that girl. But I should have stood up to her. I should have said something just like, you know, and and it's not like I like that she owed me anything. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, do not get me wrong. Like, you did it. You bought the tickets. You didn't ask her first. No, no, I didn't. Like, I bought the tickets, you know, but and she. I don't know. It's like that. There was definitely a lead up, and there was definitely like the flirtation and things like that. And then I just kind of realized, like, oh fuck, you were using me for tickets, and you were using me because you liked the attention. It's the I see. You know, I think it's, it's like more the really attention. Liked the att- it's more the attention and and all that type of shit. It's the attention and and other things, and and that's just not what you do. And I'm not saying that she owed me something just because you know I. She should tickets. not have gone to the concert. She should not have gone. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah. Is it when someone gets you? T- like in that kind of situation when you want something for the attention at that point you need to realize I don't want to go with this guy to this concert this and she gone, should not have gone with you yeah it should like it should have been like okay this is gone you know I don't want to you know be with this guy or anything like that like I don't want to you know I don't want to date this guy so you know maybe I shouldn't do that like maybe we shouldn't like go through you know maybe I shouldn't come to the concert but with, that's what with the, you maybe I shouldn't come with you you know or, or something like that like that would have been totally fine and actually probably would have been better. But, but that's I, what I this girl ha- is I doing. I could have handled that so much more because there was no buildup. There was no expectations. There was no like, okay, Friday, you know, we're going to go on Friday. It's, it's Tuesday now, but we're going to go on Friday and like build up and expectations. And that just, that letdown is so much bigger, you know, and it's so much more uh, painful and hurtful. Uh, and that's what this girl's doing to you right now. Karen. That's why she's bringing the boyfriend. That's why she's bringing her friends is because what she's saying in a pussy way, because it's hard to say this to someone, is that I don't want to date you, yeah. so I'm going to bring my friends with me, and I'm letting you know this now. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's so easy, and it's like even like from our generation, but even more so now, to hide behind technology when you don't have to deal with someone face-to-face. Yeah. Because it's easier to pretend. It's easier to get the attention. It's easier to be... Even if you think of like what she was saying or even over the phone of of what they're saying, like at least on the phone, you can hear their intonations. Yeah. Online, you don't even know how they say things. You don't even know their cadence. You don't know how they're coming about things. And you can't really get to know someone that you've only been around for 10 minutes because 
the way you get to know someone and to feel the heat yeah. is to be in phys- like physical presence with someone. Yeah, absolutely. And that's it. No Skyping, none of it. It's like that is what you have to have to create a bond between two human beings. And I used to get the I get the slut card thrown at me when I was work doing okay Cupid. But that's because there's only so many emails back and forth that I could do before I'm like, all right. Let's meet each other. Yeah. I have to at least meet you to know if I'm just going to sleep with you tonight or if I'm going to sleep with you more than this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it was a slut card. It was a bad time. Yeah. But <laughs> it, but I think that like, you, it's like, why are we just beating around the bush here? Mm-hmm. And this girl just wanted the attention. And I know it sucks and it's hard, but you know what? You feel used, but weren't you using her for the attention as well? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean yeah, she's you gotta in a relationship. Go both ways, man. You, I mean, you know that she was out of your league, and it feels good. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, no hate on this girl, no hate on you. You guys are just flirting with each other because it feels great to flirt with other people. It's real fun. But when it becomes a reality, when it's something you have to like walk into and deal with, sometimes that's scary. Yeah. And she seems to just be. She's fucking hitting hitting the road, man. She doesn't want it. And it has nothing to do with you. It has to do with her. No. She just wanted the attention. That's it. I mean, really, you just got to talk to a girl that, you know, in your league, man. Like, just in your league. And if it's out of your league, it's all good as long as it's in real life. As long as it's I in real life. I just think that real life is really important to yeah. getting to know somebody. And I understand long-distance relationships. That's a whole separate thing. When you fall in love with somebody and you decide to stay together, at a long, that's a whole different story. Yeah. But getting to know somebody and starting a relationship when you haven't even touched each yeah. other, like let alone hug, I mean saying any kind of touch, that's hard. It's real hard. And not to say it doesn't happen. Right. Because it does. There, there's plenty of people that meet online and then have relationships online and then meet. Uh, and then, you know, something still does spark. Uh, but I don't know if you should be expecting that. Yeah. I don't know if you should be expecting something to spark. Oh, uh, man. I watched that documentary on um, Second Life. Is that what it's called? That video game? Oh, there's a documentary about that? Yeah. It came out a few years ago. The oh. documentary isn't that great. But these two people that met over Second Life, um, one was like an older dude and the other woman, like she was a mother of five and like the husband hated how much she was on the game but she fell in love with a dude Mm -hmm. in the game because they were like talking all the time and like they had their figurines of what they looked like and then they would just like meet up and have like Second Life Triss and pretend like they were in the world of Second Life and then she would go back to her family. Because she was like in love with who she was in Second Life and also him in Second Life, but not in real life. Weird. But that's a whole, I know it's a whole different thing, but I just was thinking about that where it's like. So what happened? They ended up getting together. And they ended up getting like. They both left their families. And it worked out? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. It's just about that. And again, they got together. And so, you know, it's like they loved it, but they also sacrificed. Both of their families for it to live in a fake second life world. Uh, Anyway, don't do that. (laughs) Anyway, don't do that. Don't do that. You know, and and, you know, it's up to you whether you want to. uh, You know, I don't. First of all, I just don't think you should go to the concert because it's just going to suck and it's going to be painful. Uh, I mean, you can do any number of things. You can, if you want to, just fucking go after it and just say like, "Hey, listen, like I thought this was something different." You can do that. You can also just say like. 
hey, I don't think I'm going to go anymore. Or you can just say like, hey, you know, like I got, I, there's something else going on that night that, you know, that I have to do. Uh, but regardless, you just should just stop talking to this girl. Yeah. You should just stop talking to her. Yeah. I, I think it would be best for you. I think it's best for her just to, you know, you, sometimes you got to have the, you got to have the cojones in it. Yeah. Somebody's got to in this situation. Got to. And you're not going to have fun at that concert. No, you're going to have a terrible time. Yeah. And you know what? Just instead, go hang out with your fucking bro dudes that night. Yeah, man. You got bro dudes. Yeah. You told us. You've got bro dudes. Yeah, you told yeah, us. Fucking go hang out with your bro dudes. You're a carrot. You're fucking strong. <laughs> you got big leafy greens on top. Growing in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all we got for today. Uh, we uh, might be going twice a week here soon. We've got a good response. People saying that they would dig that, but... We're going to be, we'll tell you more about that later on. Uh, but if you have any letters for us, uh, send it to, if you have any uh, questions or if you have any comments on what we've talked about today, uh, send us an email at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com and we'll get it to you as soon as possible. And goodbye. Bye.